it's not the way that we, we pictured this thing ending, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of things to look back on, but, you know, it just, I'm, I'm sure this is, you know, it just, I'm, I'm sure this is going to sit right with a lot of guys, and, you know, we're going to have to, you know, make sure that we do everything in our power in this offseason, and, um, you know, to make sure that we come out, and, you know, we know it's going to be a challenging, tough year going into next year, but, you know, try to envision ourselves getting back to the spot and make sure that it happen. Can't rev anybody up. Can't rev anybody up. Hello. Hello. My name's Mr. Ed. Oh, well. That is such as life. That is baseball. And uh, here we be. Um, you know, you, uh, you have a lead at one point. Um, the series gets tied up 2-2. You have a chance to go up 3-1. And I think you're up 5-2. You lose 6-5. To me, that's your turning point. Uh, It's a game that, in in my opinion, humble opinion, the um, Kimbrell and Kirkering had absolutely no business being in the game. Um, Sanchez did his part, you know. But anyway, to me, that's the turning point right there. Um, And uh, everybody else stepped up. But, you know, uh, you have to win the games that you can control, that you can win. Uh, I always talk to you guys about unpacking the scorebook. And when you, when, you, when you review the scorebook and you see that you get a 5-2 lead uh, and you don't hold on and the, you don't bring the right pitchers in or whatever, then, you know, that's the one you're going to look back on. Now, that doesn't take us off the hook for tonight's game. Or last night's game. All of a sudden, the bats stop. So it doesn't become it doesn't become Baum's part part uh, fault per se because he had he had a decent night. Everybody around him stopped. I mean, Castellanos, what is one for twenty four? It almost seems like we didn't play enough games for these guys to be so hot and then go so cold. I mean, when you think about it, we had Turner. You know, Harper, um, JT, Casty, Marsh on fire. I mean, they, they we're talking batting averages of 550. And that's what happens when you throw an 0 for 12 on top of that, you know? And uh, so it's, uh, it's a disaster. It's a 4 2 disaster. The fun's over. Somebody can um, turn off the cauldron uh, till next year. And I, you know, I'm going to sound like a big wimp tonight. Um, and I am a wimp because, you know, it's it's hard to think in terms of a third run when you got the Braves next year that are going to do everything in their power to not let this happen to them again, not to mention, you know, a better team offensively, even though we, we played better. Uh, we got the pitching, but the Braves are going to fix that. It's just hard to believe that we could get in their way again, but that's next year. You know, we'll start talking about that. But, uh, you know, tonight uh, – Suarez didn't pitch great. Um, you know, Hoffman did. Uh, Alvarado, Rocky. Um, Wheeler, you know, 30 pitches. You know, stepped up like the true, you know, champ he is. Uh, and I'll tell you, Stram, in, in in my opinion, I know there's lower ERAs, but for, you know, the number of innings he pitched and everything for the season, that, he could be my bullpen MVP for the season. 
He's just so dependable. I mean, he just—I love the guy, and uh, I think they're still—they're uh, still waiting to score off of him in, in the postseason. So maybe he could have been put in some of spots where Kimbrough came in. Who knows, right? But the bat stopped. That's the name of the game. The bat stopped. I mean, you got Turner 04, Harp 04, uh, Stott 14, Castellanos 04. And that's your story, man. I mean, it's five hits. Five hits, four walks, 11 Ks. You know? And there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, could you have scored five runs and won the game 5 4? Yeah, absolutely. Arizona scored four runs. You had the lead in this game. You had a couple things. I don't know what that Turner's doing, putting a bunt down all of a sudden. You got to kid. You got to be kidding me there. But it, it, you know, I always give you the one. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me that you have a chance to break the game open. What, what are you gonna do? I, I, you know what I really hate. I hate when people say, "Don't assume double." Well, every single pro offensive player is capable of hitting a double at any time. All right, look, look at some of the guys that came off the Arizona bench and had extra base hits. So. When we send Rojas up there with bases loaded, I think it's a fourth or fifth, and um, the the strikeout looked like something in T-ball um, or wiffle ball first year. I mean, it didn't even – it wasn't a swing. He, like, took his shoulders and lunged the ball and, and half swung. It, it was really embarrassing. But right there, this is what you're doing. You're taking the number of innings that are left – Okay, so you take the four or five innings that are left. You take the odds of him making a spectacular catch in center field that nobody else can make. Now, don't forget the you know the, the wins against replacement stat. The next guy that would shift over is it, it's not me. All right, it's not Coach Al. He's a professional center fielder. He'll make ninety nine percent of the routine plays. So you're talking about the extraordinary play our replacement player may not get to. And what are those odds over the next four innings? I would have even thought about it for this game, as, as I said on the radio today. Um, but anyway, you, you, you don't pinch hit. The rest is history. You don't know what could happen. It's, it's, it's a 4-2 final. What happens if he delivers with a base knock there? I mean, the, the pinch hitter does. So that's a spot I don't think you could ignore. But when it's all said and done, they score four, we score two, they have 11 hits, we have five. Uh, they were one for 11 with runners in scoring position. I'm sorry, two for 11. And I believe at one point we were one for 10. And, uh, yeah, one for 10 it is. If you wanted the Achilles heel, you know, you could say that that plugged us all season long. Yes, it did. In this, uh, in this final NLCS, we were... I picked it right off the TV, I think, 7 for 42 with uh, runners in scoring position. That's not going to get it done either. So in, in many ways, to um, to my favorite guy's point, Eskin, in many ways, I mean, I'm always going to give credit. Uh, I don't care if it's an enemy, an ally, or who it is. If somebody makes a better point than me, I will be the first person to uh, to give him credit. And in this series, Eskin's point, even though we had some 12-hit games, but you, you look at games like tonight and you say the team can't score unless they hit home runs. Now, that's, by the way, that's true in a lot of baseball um, you know, because home runs run between 40 and 58%. So that's true in a lot of baseball. But we stopped. And um, we pumped the brakes uh, on hitting. Some people say we quit. 
I want to have a long bar debate sometime or people over my house for steaks. Even a Capitol Grill one night. All the people that say the Phillies quit, I want you to define what quit means. What, they, the people always say the look in their faces. Well, there's not too many teams running around doing jumping jacks, you know, being rah-rah when they trail, you know, late in the game 4-2. It's, it's a quiet confidence to get started with a rally. Dugout, dugout pick. But at no time did I ever see the dugout sitting down, not up on the top rail, not into the ball game. At no time did I ever see that. I'll tell you who I'd like to give a lot of hell to. I'd like to revoke the tickets to uh, season tickets to everybody in the Diamond Club, Section D&E. All right, so if you're a listener to this podcast, do me a favor. At least tomorrow, just extend it to one Diamond Club fan that sits on their asses, you know, when they should be up cheering, causing some havoc for the opposing pitcher like we used to do down there. We owned the joint for eight years. Chad used to give out flyers. True story. He gave out flyers to the aristocrats. <laughs> it's what it was called. Dear aristocrats, we need you tonight. Please get up. Don't be doing the theater cheer with your with your little with your fingers. We need you. <laughs> it was hilarious. And guess who joined Chad giving out the twelve hundred uh, flyers in the Diamond Club? That's how many seats they have in the Diamond Club. Twelve hundred. Guess who helps uh, Chad hand them out each night? You had three guesses. You're up. Chase Utley's wife was so enamored by the whole thing that she helped Chad give out these uh, red flyers that said, we need you when it's 3-0, get up and make noise, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, all the guys from the law firms and the big real estate tycoons and everybody in row one, two, and three start to embrace Chad, which is why in every commercial, when you see Brad Lidge, you see Chad waving his towel. He's still in those commercials because uh, they wanted him front and center. And all, all that's a true story. I don't have much more for you tonight. It's it's really disappointing. This whole wave you hop on, you're riding right at the crest. And the bannering back and forth everywhere I went today, everywhere I went yesterday. It's like a it's like a twelve foot snowstorm's coming into town and you know, Armageddon. Everybody's like, you know, has a mentality of like getting each other's back and being nicer and you're buying extra stuff at the deli and and, and it's a it's a karma. It's a charisma. It's a vibe. It's a togetherness. It's it's a it's what we should be all the time. It's what the hell it is. It's extra, but it just felt so good. It feels so good. You you know you really thought coming home you're going to the World Series, and um, and that's so much fun. The World Series run is so 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 much fun, and you thought here we go again. So good for the kids that are our kids age now, you know, and they're going through this with their dad and moms, like our kids that we are prime, you know, prime time with our kids uh, doing this, you know, the, the, the old enough to remember, you know, old enough to remember. Uh, and uh, it was just, uh, and, and old enough to appreciate it. It was just fantastic. We look at the videos of the parade and all. I want that for other families with young kids, you know, and uh, there's a lot of kids that are heartbroken around the Delaware Valley tonight, uh, yours truly included. And uh, at the end of the baseball run, oh, man, it's like tomorrow's like the first day of school when you're like, well, what age? When you're like eighth grade and you have the tough nun and you didn't do your, your history assignment and, and tomorrow she's going to call on you first, you know, and, you're, and you get to school late. That sickening feeling, that's how it feels when baseball's. It's such a downer, man. However, uh, we uh, we had a, we had a, a great uh, we had we did have a good run. Hats off to Arizona. 
I, I guess I finally woke up Corbin Carroll, and I told you that watch him tonight, and sure enough, he went off, and he just took the game over. And uh, what's crazy is how Arizona had the propensity to run throughout the whole series and waited and, and until the last two nights, you know, stole 12 bases, whatever it is. I mean, well, in the beginning of the series, when it looked like Carroll was so uncomfortable to run, what was the difference between then and now? Somebody explain that to me. Now, why didn't you, why didn't you play aggressively and play to win then? God forbid what, what, what that would have been like if he was hitting and, and they were stealing bases. And maybe he could have swept us. But, hey, you know, the bank was the bank, but it didn't deliver the last, uh, you know, it looks like the uh, F- <laughs> like the Federal Trade Commission came in and shut the bank down. And uh, it didn't work out. You know, as I used to say to my dad when Tony Taylor blessed himself, I said, Dad, does that help? And he, my dad used to look at me and say, but if he can hit, you know, so that you, you, you give the stadium and – and the cheering and the, and the decibels and all that stuff going on. But if you don't hit, and all of our stars, all of our core players stopped hitting. What was the stat, two for 29ers? Just, I don't bore you with stats tonight. It's, a, it's just obnoxious. Nobody wants to hear stats tonight. Um, you know, but but I do look back on, on uh, the game where we could have gone up three to one, game four. And, uh, and you got the lead you wanted, and you thought this may be a route. You thought this series may go five games, something like that. And we let that one get away. Very questionable decisions. And I'll say this, even though I had a nice game tonight, you know, I broke a clock right twice a day. I still believe that if somebody else was batting fourth when the team was hot, we'd go back and maybe win that game. So let's, at another date, we'll reconstruct some of the losses in the series. And maybe go back and see if we had a productive player batting fourth. When the top three guys were batting 650 in front of them, maybe you win one of the two games prior to the last two that you lost. So you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, oh, it didn't matter. You know, Baum had a nice game tonight with a home run and a walk. No, 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 no. Let's go back and see the game. There's seven of them. Let's go back and analyze each game to see where he only had five RBIs with 66 people on in front of him. And coach tonight gives the wrong number. He talks about Baum's uh, batting average with runners in scoring position, regular season. All bets are off in the playoffs. Don't tell me what a guy did back in April when he hasn't done it since October 1st after 45 at-bats. That's where you see managers making changes, coach. I'm sorry about that. Not not the night that I want to jump on uh, Robbie uh, necessarily, but I do. I think he had a, a good postseason. I don't do. I think he had the team prepared. I do. Did they play hard? Yes, they did. The whole thing about they quit. Uh, uh, I'll be polite. I'm not going to say it's utter nonsense, even though it's utter nonsense. They, they don't quit. They didn't quit. They play hard. I mean, they run around the bases as fast as they can. Turner's trying to make something happen on the bump, but it's a horseshit thing to do right there. You, you, you just, it makes no sense whatsoever. And, um, you know, that's, that's the bottom line. So, uh, the, the, uh, switching back, um, the, um, interview today with Angelo, uh, was, uh, I think you'll enjoy it immensely. Uh, Angelo was extremely complimentary when it was over. I guess you could say, of course he was what you expect him to say. But I think in the most genuine way possible, you'll hear his comments. I think he uh, he, he really meant what he said. And uh, Chad and I had a blast. Um, we we were we got some really good questions out. 
couple that were prepared, a couple not. Uh, we repivoted off what he was saying, but we uh, found ourselves uh, frolicking and laughing and really having a good time with it. It ran about 45 minutes strong, and uh, he was terrific, and he, he said he had a really good time. He uh, So that, that's, that was a great thing. So if you had a chance to hear that, we're probably going to publish that tomorrow. You'll probably get this show in the morning. That's a wrap. Uh, we're out of here. <laughs> we're not positive yet about the schedule for the, uh, I mean, we're going to still do a podcast for baseball you know, throughout the, the World Series. Um, and we're, we're going to do a wrap. We'll get Bowa on, talk about what went wrong in his opinion, and we'll hear, you know, stuff like that. Um, so we're not exactly sure of the mechanisms right now. We, we're, we're, we're hot. We have momentum. Things are going really well for the podcast. So uh, we certainly don't want to just pack it up for the winter. And uh, we, we love talking football, and everybody loves talking Eagles football too. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as I like to say of the jury, that that's kind of a wrap. I know you wake up tomorrow and there's no Phillies baseball, and that flat out sucks. It does. Um, yeah, I feel like I lost my little puppy. I mean, just, just the whole vibe. Ah, blah, 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 blah. It's terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Just... It didn't have to be. I mean, a lot of things could have been done differently, but, you know, players got to perform at the end of the day. And when your core goes, suddenly goes one for 26, whatever, it's not going to happen. Castellanos, I mean, yeah, it, Robbie was actually after the game about Cassie, and he said, hey, he goes, that's him. You know, and the guy says, well, he's one for 13. He goes, well, that's him. Hmm. Not very flattering, but that is him. And uh, and Trey looked like he had it figured out. I'll credit Arizona. They pitched their butts off. They were hitting the black. They were filthy, actually. And some of the guys the GM picked up at the trade deadline, the reason I missed it when I did my analysis, these guys were with other teams, and uh, had not really quite, you know, landed the, uh, the uh, uh, had not landed the, the, their effectiveness, if you will, that was not established yet. I was going to say anchor was the word I'm looking for. and um, But I missed it. I blew it, too. I was like the Phillies. I, mean, I, I, I did not see this bullpen ability. Um, and they've got some they've got some really good arms. And, uh, you know, the one cat throwing upwards and all that stuff, he's filthy. And, and, and yeah, their bullpen, you could see. I mean, the, they were, Phillies were not putting a barrel on the, on the, on the ball at all. And that's when you got a pitching issue. So it's not quitting. You know, that's now you see Turner roll over. You see pop up, pop up, pop up. They're missing a spin. The ball's spitting. They're missing it. I mean, they're making good pitches, hats off, and the batters are missing it. And it comes at an inopportune time. That's baseball. That truly is baseball. People want it to be a magic thing. Like, okay, the World Series is on the line. You know, NLCS is on the line. Step up into a triple because you really need you to right now. It's not automatic. It's still the hardest damn sport to play by far, and uh, there's no automatic part to it. You just don't say, "Come on, try harder." It doesn't you look like you're quit? Yeah, that's not that's not baseball. You can't emotionally get more fired up and hit better. It, there's no such thing. So uh, anyway, love y'all. We've uh, we've had a good run. We'll stay together. We'll do some things. We'll have some fun, and uh, we'll cover the World Series. We get a chance. Uh, check out the Angelo show. I know you're going to enjoy it very much. And uh, for now, we'll be back. We'll be talking baseball. For now, that's a wrap. 
We had a good run gang, and there is nothing like postseason baseball, and there is nothing like when the Phillies are hot and, and, and marching towards the World Series and getting there, and we missed it. And it's it's a bummer. Yeah, it really is. So on the way out, you know, we'll do it again, but, you know, just just a bit, just just a little bit. Come on, give it a tweak. That's it. You know, go, go with the horse that brought you. Leave town like you came into town. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great Wednesday. And uh, good luck with your withdrawal pains. But life is good. Life is good. The good Lord is good. Count your blessings. And uh, pick yourself up. Back in the game, baby. It's all good. Peace. Love y'all. Out of here.